Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, I interview Joseph Slavin of the group Area 715. Uh, he lived, he grew up in Chippewa Valley and lives in Kadat, Wisconsin right now. He's an independent musician, Iraq War veteran, and a musician. He's um, listening to his music. I would say it's kind of a mixture of industrial Synthwave and EDM with some other light influences of other genres. Just received an email recently from him and says that his album, which is what we were going to talk about in the interview, The Bruise and the Baptized, has recently been selected to be part of an exclusive music collection in the Chippewa Valley. He has a a digital clipping here that says the le phillips memorial public library is excited to inform you that your album the bruised and the baptized has been selected to be part of the sawdust city sounds music collection we believe this collection will inspire new audiences to discover the wealth of today's eau claire music scene we're so glad your album will be part of it so congrats to him so let's get right into the interview with joe welcome to the wisconsin music podcast all right thanks we have Joe, um, how do you say your last name, Joe? Slotvig. Slotvig. And he is with, he is part of the group called Area 715. Is that just you yourself or do you have other yeah. people in that pro, in that group? Yeah, it's just me. Um, um, I figured uh, the best way to convey this, this sort of music is to do it myself. So Okay. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. Why don't you kind of give us your music origin story? How did you get into music and how it got you to where you are today? Uh, it actually started when I was a teenager growing up in the mid-90s. And uh, I was really interested in music. And it kind of started earlier than that. My mom was uh, a big rock and metal fan in the 80s and uh, grew up with a lot of KISS posters in the house and uh, listening to ACDC and KISS and uh, Def Leppard. And uh, and I really enjoyed that type of music at that at a very young age, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, and when I became a teenager, I got into other s- sorts of music alternative and uh, industrial was kind of uh, making headway uh, on the on the on the music scene at the time as well. So uh, um, I really wanted to create my own band, even through high school. Um, it was just real difficult to find people that were into that kind of music. Since I grew up in a very rural area of Wisconsin. Um, so um, over the years uh, in my adult life, uh, young adult life, I did manage to find a few people that were really interested in into the type of music I wanted to create. Uh, we did. We did. We did create some uh, songs, um, but however, we never really 
put that stuff out there for people to hear. And at the time, social media and things like that weren't weren't really around to spread that sort of stuff. I think the only thing we had was MySpace, which was uh, the big uh, social media platform at, at the time. And uh, and uh, but people tend to tend to move on with life, and that's what happened. And uh, I kind of took a break from that whole idea of wanting to create music and, uh, uh, you know, live my life uh, through the years and kind of put things on the side. Uh, and, and now in the last couple of years, I've just, I've finally found some opportunities to create music um, on my own and kind of build my own studio inside my house. And, uh, and so far it's, it's been a fantastic thing. Uh, it's been it's been something I've been enjoying doing. It's, th- it's something that I'm still learning as well. Um, I'm just I'm just starting out in this kind of thing, and uh, it's just the beginning of uh, bigger things to come, as far as I'm concerned. Cool, very cool. So you said you kind of have your own studio at your at your place. Why don't you kind of give us a little bit more detail about how that's put together and what you're using? All right, so. I started my first music uh, <laughs> creations of two years ago. They were actually created through an iPad uh, with GarageBand, and uh, that's the only thing I had at the time. So I made the best with what I had, and uh, eventually, a year and a half later, here I got um, some MIDI keyboard systems and uh, a couple of mixers. Uh, I bought an iMac, you know, using I- or, uh, Logic Pro X as well. Okay, it's been it's been uh, just mind-blowing knowing that you know there were studios that were wanting people to pay money to use the equipment to record music and and now we got the technology to actually have this stuff inside your own home so it i think it's like when i think about it i'm like this is just the perfect uh, combination of a dream come true and uh, uh that sort of thing so okay um besides um being the vocalist do you play any like acoustic based instruments or is it all electronic based loops um it's all uh all the loops are created through midi keyboards um i do know how to play a little bit of guitar and percussion and piano as well um but however with the with the technology and the software that i use i'm able to basically take a regular keyboard and play guitar chords on it. So I think that's been just the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's like, you know, we talked about before we started doing the interviews, like technology, it can be a great thing. And if, you know, if we know how to use it. Right. Um, so you said you've been doing this for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, so have you, so was this like, kind of like COVID um, base like COVID hit and you're like, well, now I have the time to do it. Or was this something that you kind of were trying to start before COVID hit? Um, I actually started uh, December of 2019 um, when I, when I actually uh, started recording and a few months later, that's when COVID became a huge thing. Um, and actually uh, I recorded a couple of my uh, first singles while I was sick with COVID Um Actually, I was homesick, very sick at the time, and I actually uh, somehow conjured the strength to 
put together a couple tracks while I was sick for about a month. So, and I didn't know I had COVID at the time. It yeah. was just, a, it wasn't a thing that was um, big in the news, big across the world at the time, but um, I was very ill for about a month and uh, I, managed, I managed to put out a couple tracks in that time period. <laughs> so yeah, but COVID also, uh, it's kind of inspired some ideas to talk about my music. So it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, even though it's leaving a negative mark on the world, it's also um, inspiring ideas to uh, create music with. Yeah. Uh, when we, when we get into that a little bit, why don't you kind of tell the audience about what your, what your music is about? You know, what, you know, is it a social, awareness is it you know know, kind of give us an idea like what your platform is um it's it's more when i think about this i i often think like well it's kind of about nothing (laughs) but it's about something because the lyrics do have a lot of meaning to it and i think it can resonate with a lot of people but um i tend to think that uh, the government and religion um have a big role in and a lot of the bad things happening in our world today. And uh, it's becoming more obvious, I think, as we, you know, we keep pushing further with, uh, you know, these, these things that are going on across the world that uh, things are starting to become more apparent and a little, little bit of truth is starting to slide out here and there about things. So I, I tend to kind of tap into that side of uh the, of, of mentality of thinking that you know as a as a human race that we're not being very treated very well by the people that are supposed to be taking care of us are supposed to be looking out for our well-being and i think it's it's completely healthy to kind of vent your frustration mm-hmm. about that stuff totally agree yes absolutely so you've only been doing this for a couple of years. COVID's basically shut down most of um, live music for a long, you know, for a very long sure. stretch of time. So you didn't haven't really had any chance to really perform this outside, you know, putting songs out on streaming services, un- unless I'm mistaken. Right, and uh, that's the thing. Um, and I, I thought, you know, by the time I have a couple of tracks or albums put out, maybe it'd be time for me to actually get out and do some live gigs and. Uh, get my name out there. So I kind of took advantage of that uh, quiet period with concerts and gigs being shut down as, and I think a lot of bands did the same thing. They're sitting in studios creating music. So I thought, you know, since I'm a beginning artist, I'm going to take advantage of that as well. Then, and uh, maybe we'll see, you know, once things start opening up again, where I'm at and if I'm ready or if the world's ready to uh, accept you know, my sort of music and, and offer me to play gigs at, at, at their uh, venues. Have you done any like searching for what venues might be open to your style of music? I have uh, last summer when I had a lot of time, I, I tried getting into a, a venue called Zy Murder Fest in Menominee, Wisconsin. It's, it's more geared towards death metal. Uh, they have, it's like a day festival they have. It's a, it's a brewery in Menominee. And unfortunately, I missed their deadline and their their gig set was already bit booked, so I didn't get in. Um, but last two years, I've been playing at a private party um, out there in Menominee. I was able to play a couple of live gigs there, and uh, 
even with my my genre of music that I that I create, people were actually really like they were impressed. They were really wow, this is that was awesome, you know, like cool. And I, it's not that I was expecting that they would they'd hate it, but I wasn't expecting people to be like, wow, that was that was really cool. So uh, I've only done two gigs so far as a as an artist, um, and it, you know, I'm I'm not a I don't have a band, so it's I don't know if that kind of puts me at a disadvantage to try to get some gigs. Um, but recent in recent um, times, I haven't been pursuing any like local venues to see if they want to uh, sign me to play a show or anything. And I guess with that, I kind of want to um, create some ideas. Um, I guess as being a one man performer, I kind of want to kind of have to compensate for everything else. Cause I don't think they just want to see one person on stage. So I want to kind of, cre- I had this idea of creating more of a theatrical type of show uh, with visual effects and things like that. Oh, that'd be cool. So what kind of visual effects are you kind of thinking? Um, and I'm really inspired by the band ministry. Uh, they're like a, a metal industrial band and they're still around, but they really inspired me when I was a teenager. Uh, but they, I seen them live and I remember they had this great big uh, like theater projector in the back like kind of like behind them on the stage and it was just playing all these different uh scenes of like uh you know vietnam war napalm bombs exploding all over the place and nuclear bombs going off and it was just the visual effects alone were just pretty trippy to watch uh it kind of in some strange way it kind of uh it kind of like blended in with the music that they were playing. So I always thought like, wow, that's, that'd be kind of a cool thing to kind of, to kind of uh, replicate with, with the, with the kind of thing that I, that I imagine doing um, is creating that kind of that movie projector with some very obscure scenes of who knows what. (laughs) Right. Right. Whatever you you come up with. Right. I hear you. When you did your two live gigs, take it that you brought your computer with you or a laptop or something right. to that effect and then played that through some pair of speakers and then you yep. had a microphone hooked up for you to do the vocals on top of that right yep absolutely um i a good friend of mine mark frampton he let me uh, he he plays uh in a band as well he let me use a sound system and we just uh hooked up the the imac or not the imac the uh macbook and uh way we went with that so and it sounded really good so excellent so um and you said you're using um uh what was the the software that you're using for for your music uh logic logic pro x logic okay so is there like a video section to that where you could do the the visual effects that to follow along with the music that you created um i think there is something like that i haven't really dig deep too deep into the software to to understand that capability. Um, uh, but I've created my own like little mini music videos with other songs in the past. And I've I kind of imagined like all you need really need is a, a movie maker, a software or video editing software, and maybe directly link the song, uh, the WAV file of the song. Um, and, and just go from there um just take the lyrics out of the song and just kind of like basically it's kind of like hardcore karaoke if you want yeah you know if you will <laughs> so that's cool oh that's you know what 
I don't think a lot of people, maybe there is a lot of people, but you know, from, from my experience, I don't know if there's a lot of people doing exactly what you're doing with this genre of music that sure. you're doing. It seems like a lot of what you're doing is more like synth wave pop, um, yeah. hip hop yeah. types things. Yeah, so. it's kinda, there's a, another like a subgenre of, I, that I, it's called agrotech. So if, if any listeners out there are familiar with agrotech, I guess that would kind of fall in line with that. Okay. Okay. Um, I know you've, like you said, you've only done like two gigs, yeah. but I take it that you've been out to a lot of different live music concerts and stuff like that in the local area. Kind of give us your thoughts on the positives that you have experienced in the local music scene. Um, local music scene uh, here in the Chippewa Valley, uh, Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls, uh, it's actually starting to, it's kind of opening up now. Um there's actually two bars in Chippewa Falls that are playing. Um, they're having bands come in uh, like Gemini Syndrome. And, and I know there's a bar in Chippewa Falls, everybody's bar. In the last 10 years, they've been playing some more of the hard rock bands coming in. And uh, we I went to some of those gigs. Um, and it's, it's a really small venue, but it's really surprising to see that Chippewa Falls is actually like starting to embrace like heavy metal uh the the more aggressive type music and allowing these bands coming in to play in in their city and i think that's really cool and um i hope to kind of tap into that and maybe establish my uh a local presence here soon and uh that's kind of my goal too is to create that that presence in the local scene i because I think like cities like Eau Claire, for example, there's a lot of local musicians that have a lot of talent, but nobody really knows they exist. And it, I don't know if it's what's going on there, but I've even reached out to some of the local establishments there that I think that or I thought that would uh, kind of like open their arms, you know, and be like, come on in, you know, but uh, I usually get ghosted by, <laughs> by a lot of people I reach out no. to just, so, and I don't, I don't know, I guess that's part of the process of becoming an artist, I guess I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Something you have to kind yeah. of accept um, and just keep pushing, you know, like it kind of inspires me to kind of continue to produce and uh, become a better producer and, and maybe, you know, someday they'll be like, Hey, uh, we finally noticed you. So. Yeah. Cool. So would you put that underneath the struggles of the local scene or are there other things that you have noticed that are struggles of um, your local scene? Yeah, I think. I think it, there is kind of a struggle going on. Um, but I think it, when I, when I, when I, what I just said about like the city of Chippewa Falls, I think there's like, you know, there's that potential that, you know, there's not a lot of local musicians in this area. I mean, a lot of them are, are cover bands. So, but to have somebody to create original content or a band that create original content has not like, it seems like there really isn't that band that sticks out that people rave about, you know, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I grew up in the, in the nineties, I remember, you know, listening to twin cities radio 93 X, they always had that loud and local radio show. I can't remember which night they had it, but they always played like, you know, their staple local band tracks and they're mm-hmm. like totally awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it'd be kind of cool to see something like that start and start to develop here in the Chippewa Valley or anywhere across Wisconsin for that matter. I mean, I just can't name one local band, you know, oh. that that everybody else talks about. I just don't know if there's that one band out there that people 
you know, get dressed up for on Friday or Saturday night mm-hmm. and go see. Just don't know if that even exists here. I don't know. Yeah, it's either maybe it's we're becoming more diverse where it's just not the same everybody you know a majority enjoying the same genre or or is it just like you said it's just like there really isn't one band out there yet right and maybe it shouldn't be just one band it should be a a multiple of bands out there kind of like what seattle had with back in the 90s with nirvana and soundgarden and coldplay you know and verpipe and all those guys pearl jam Yeah, yeah pearl jam so hopefully Wisconsin will get that. Yeah, I hope so too. And I think there's the talent is out there. I and it just needs to there there needs to be that one hub or channel that these local musicians can really tap into to kind of get their name out there. And I think if once something like that pops up, and I think you know, then st- you know things will start. You know uh, the bands will start becoming noticed right yeah i hear you um i was looking at your spotify you know playlist and it looks like you had an almost a full album go out this year and you had a single that came out this year why don't you kind of tell us the listeners about um both of those projects okay uh yeah i completed the the bruise and the baptize um that came out in may of this year uh i worked for about a year and a half on that album and it was a kind of a long strung out process um there there are some things about it that i liked and there's a lot of things i don't like about it that kind of thing um but i thought this is this has to go out because this is these tracks you know they tell a story uh they're part of a, the process of uh of the next album that's coming out and that's kind of why the, why the single came out reverie uh that came out october 1st i believe i released that one and uh and I remember telling people on Facebook, I'm like, okay, so Referee is going to come out. Um, and this is basically going to be, this is going to segue into the next album. So it's just kind of gives them an idea of what the next album is going to be kind of like. Um, and uh, yeah, the Bruise and the Baptize, uh, I'm really proud of that work. Um, obviously, there's some production errors that were affiliated with it. But, you know, in the long run, I think. People really enjoyed listening to it. I get a lot of good feedback from it. So, and referee as well. Uh, people are really uh, the people that I've talked to said that they're really impressed with that track, and they're looking forward to uh, the, the the new album that I'm working on right now. So, why don't we pick um, three songs that you would like to put on the podcast, and then kind of give us the history between each one of those, and then I can weave that throughout the the interview here. All right, sounds good. So. I'm gonna think I'm gonna first start off with the this the song of the Bruised and the Baptized off the Bruised and Baptized album. That song, it just kind of I think I was just messing around my MIDI keyboards one day and uh I was messing with the pagiator and and I just created this really wicked re- repetitive tune that just sounded dark and evil. And I thought, wow, I like I at first I wanted to kind of hold on to that track and push it onto the next album. But I'm like, no, this is, this has to come out now. Like okay. this kind of, this, this kind of like, this is the Bruce and the baptize. This kind of like explains the entire album, I guess uh, the pinnacle of the album. Okay.
And uh, I think the song Shallow Graves, uh, that's the the first. Actually, it's the second one because there's an intro track, then mm-hmm. Shallow Graves. Um, that song, it just hits different. Um, I think the lyrics involved with it were very personal and uh, very deep, very sincere. And uh, I'm just really proud of how I managed to kind of come up with that track because um, it, it wasn't really the track kind of goes back and forth between industrial techno to like metal. So it's kind of like a mix between, and this one is like more of a metal hard rock. Um, it doesn't really follow a specific pattern. So I was really proud of that track. And uh, I, I'm kind of trying to create more tracks or similar to that fashion where it's just kind of, you know, it's not going to be like a, a predictable song. It's going to have like a little bit of unpredictable um, elements to it. So that's where that track stands. And uh, Rev- what did um, I was gonna say? What is what's the meaning behind the name Sh- "Shallow Graves"? Shallow Graves. Uh, basically, it's it's kind of how the chorus goes: "Shallow Graves fill the broken dreams." Um, it's basically the way I put that song together with the lyrics. Um, it's kind of uh, where people kind of the way I thought about it was um, how people's dreams and desires in their life kind of get uh judged and insulted and kind of pushed to the side and then they eventually give up on some of those dreams and they just kind of end up in this wasteland or they end up in a grave or buried and never to be thought of again and i think that's kind of a shameful thing for anyone to kind of go through that you know never give up on your dreams never like sell yourself out just you know do what you want to do with your life and pursue the dreams that you want to um there's no there's no other way around it because if you do you're gonna have it's gonna just lead to an unhappy life well said
And what would be the third song that you would like to put on the podcast? Uh, the the new single Reverie. Um, this song was. <laughs> you can't. I don't know. To me, it has two different definitions. Um, but the the one I really that really sticks with me is um, Reverie is basically like when a person is deep in thought about something pleasant. Um, they kind of escape the moment in their own thoughts, and they kind of, you know, they're in their own world, so to speak. Um, but in the song, it kind of describes how, you know, people want to escape reality, you know, because the way the world is getting, you know, people kind of find ways to kind of escape these realities uh, of the world. They just don't want to deal with the negativity anymore. So they kind of just create this own imaginary world inside their head. And, uh, and in this case with the song, I think, um, there's a little, little bit of perversion involved where um, I won't say it was, it's a character, but it's, it could be described as a character. Basically um, they kind of lose themselves in their own thoughts, but at, then they discover that inside these thoughts that they're actually a very evil person. So mm. it, the song digs deep in that way. Uh, the lyrics really explain and, kind of explain it that way how um like here is a place uh you come to escape reality and and basically you're revealing this this monster that's actually inside your mind um and it actually scares you that knowing that you know that you're a good person but you have this this side to you that's very scary and and mm-hmm. that that's kind of how the song reverie came out uh, so
that's that's my three tracks for you. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that with everybody. Um, as we're winding this down, we talked about COVID. We talked about home recording because that's what you're doing. Right. Work life balance. Do you have any issues with balancing you know work with you know your non work life, or is that something that you don't really have? hard time dealing with kind of uh, yeah, asking like for production of music that kind of thing or yeah okay okay yeah i see music is pr- producing music is one of the many things that i i take part in um so yeah it, it's it's difficult um obviously producing music is not a full-time thing uh this this is like when you have time so right. i try to dedicate at least a half an hour to an hour every day to music production um and on, on days that I work, that's about as much as my mind can take. Um, so, mm-hmm. cause uh, you know, your mind's pretty wore down and you know, your, yeah. your ears and your focus just isn't there. But I found like on days off, once I wake up in the morning and have a cup of coffee, like those first couple hours in the morning, like are my best production days when it comes to music. So, um, I try to take advantage of, you know, my days off when I can wake up on my own time have a cup of coffee, come sit down and put down some, you know, work on tracks or create tracks. So cool. Cool. Let's talk about some of the gigs that you made an impression on you. Oh, sure. Oh man. I've been to so many gigs. <laughs> so this one's going to be difficult. You know, I've seen uh, quite a few bands in the day. And uh, I think like when I was 16 years old, I seen Slipknot for the first time. Um, when they, okay. when they played Ozfest 1999, that was at Somerset, Wisconsin, they played on the, on the second stage and, uh, you know, they came out with masks and their, their jumpsuits. And, um, I thought, wow, you know, there's nine people mm-hmm. in this group all like working together, you know, creating these, these hyper aggressive songs. And I'll never forget, like, you know, like when, when they came out, start playing tunes you know, and there may be like a handful of people came to see him on second stage, but like by like the third or fourth song, that crowd like kept multiplying, getting bigger and bigger. And the crowd, oh. the crowd is just like getting more and more wild. The mosh pits were just insane. And uh, it, it just got, it got out of hand really quick and people were like just into it. And I'd never seen like a gig ever again like that. Like, yeah. Oh, this new band coming onto the scene just comes out on stage and just like draws all these people in and just makes them go insane. I just, I, I'll never forget that experience. Yeah. They, they seem to have, they must, they seem to have broke at the right time. Yeah, they sure did. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, whatever, whatever they did, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was something, I mean, it wasn't anything new, but it was different in a way that it seemed new. I mean, Ozzy did his own kind of thing back, you know, 20 years before that. And so it's just a new generation doing something in that vein, but different. Yeah, definitely. And I think that what they call that uh, new metal, I think that was the kind of the subgenre of its time. Uh, He had a lot of new metal, new metal bands that came out. Um, And a lot of those bands are still around and, you know, they're, they're headlining all their tours now and they're big. Mm-hmm. A lot of those bands are big now. Yep. And my last question for you is what's on your playlist right now? Who are you listening to? Who do you want to give shout outs to that you think should be recognized oh, that maybe goodness. not be recognized enough? Oh, let's see. Um, I'm just going to go to Spotify here. Cause I can't, um, that's fine. There's a couple songs here, um, that I, I recently, 
uh, there's a band. I don't know if they're a band or a group, but they're called Health. Uh, the song, uh, what's the song called? Um, uh, Health Body Prison. That that song just it hits. I mean, it, it's just it's a great band. Um, I think they worked with Nine Inch Nails, if I'm not mistaken, uh, recently. Okay. And uh, so Health Body Prison and another uh, band. I think they're from the UK. They're called Wargasm. W-A-R-G-A-S-M. Uh, Rage All Over. That song just like that gets you in the mood. Um, and uh, a couple other songs here. Um, I think this is an older track, but a band called Slick Idiot. Uh, the song Lazy. It, it, it's just a groovy tune. If anyone's familiar with KMFDM, it kind of has that same vibe. Has that same okay. kind of has that same vibe as KMFDM. But that song is that song is pretty awesome. I really enjoy it. So awesome, very cool, Joel. It has been a pleasure hearing about you and your music. And um, when your new album is all put together, let me know so I can put it on maybe the Friday Music Showcase later on uh, next year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this was this was a great uh, privilege and. Um, it was really nice being a part of this show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again to Joe for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. So I have so many talented musicians out there in Wisconsin, and I hope you are enjoying these episodes as I'm enjoying putting them out week after week for you to listen to and hopefully get some more knowledge about the great talent that we have here in Wisconsin. And if you're interested in being on the podcast, I do have a guest request form, a real short form, just needs your name and your email. And send that off to me, and I'll send an auto email back to you asking for all your information that pertains to your organization, business, or performance group. If you're interested in any of my other ventures with ZTF Studio, either mixing, recording, editing, or any other audio issues that you may be in need of, you can contact me through my studio email, ztfstudio at gmail.com. What's going to ztfstudio at gmail.com. And you can also check out the website at ztfstudio.com. And we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot.